welcome to this episode of the Your Sustainable Friend podcast. My name is Fee, your host, and today we continue our series titled Sustainability Changemakers, Black Voices in Green. This series aims to highlight accomplished black professionals who are contributing to the sustainability space. Today's guest works on the same team as a friend of mine, and she described him as extremely passionate about what he does. I'm very excited to get to chat more today. So without further ado, let me hand it over to David to please introduce himself. Hi, Faye, and thanks for that introduction. Um, yeah, so my name is David, David Onyango. I'm a Ugandan uh, based in the UK, uh, working for one of the leading adult beverage companies. Um, moved here well, about a year and a half ago uh, after working in Uganda for over seven years. Uh, so yes, uh, working in sustainability here in London and, uh, and enjoying it, really enjoying it. Yeah, good to hear. Um, I guess, can you kind of tell me a bit about your journey and how you ended up working in sustainability and kind of getting to where you are today? Interesting. I, I don't know, for me, I think, uh, to be honest, I, if you ask me about my journey, I, I would really say it's, I mean, like I went out looking to get into sustainability. I think for me, sustainability found me. So I was working in uh, broader corporate affairs or corporate relations uh, functions. And and in the companies I was working in, the way it's set up is uh, the corporate affairs or corporate relations departments are made up of, um, you know, public policy, communications, and sustainability. And so during my time in that function, I was able to, you know, work in those different areas. So public policy, communications, and sustainability. And one of my last shows before moving to the UK was actually in sustainability and communications. And it was at that time when we, as a company, were launching our 10-year action plan, uh, our 2030 action plan. And, um, you know, sustainability was becoming very big. The buzzword was it was going out there. And we're moving from what was previously philanthropic giving to, or, or CSR as we used to know it, to more sustainability. And and I found it so exciting. It was no longer, um, you know, the usual CSR of just giving charity. It was more technical trying to reduce our carbon footprint, you know, getting more um, serious with our replenishment of water. And so I found it quite uh, quite interesting and I was like, yeah, this is something I want to do uh, going forward. And obviously the whole climate change um, revolution was, was happening. And and for me, getting sustainability was just, you know, an exciting, an exciting adventure. I know that when we spoke earlier, you said, quite mentioned that. And I, and I kind of talked about how when I moved into sustainability, it was very much everyone who I spoke to was kind of like, oh, I was on the marketing team and it changed to CSR or I was working on the comms team and they wanted to start doing better. Um, so you were very much someone who was on the other end of that where you didn't necessarily go into sustainability and purpose. It just kind of found you. What, I guess, has made you excited about working in the sustainability space? What's kind of been like the motivation? What have you seen around you that's like, OK, this actually makes sense to me to be doing the roles I'm doing? Yeah, uh, for me, it's, it's, it's quite personal. Um, and, uh, you know, coming from, I mean, my background in Africa, you know, Africa, many of our markets in our, our countries in Africa are water-stressed or termed as water-stressed. And uh, the company I do work with uh, actually relies a, a lot on water. In fact, our, our, huge, our biggest ingredient in all our products is water. And so water is a big, a big thing for us as a company in terms of um, how we use it, you know, sustainable use of water in our operations. And we have uh, a programs which which actually aim to replenish, which is basically give back to the communities and, and try and use less water than we actually 
or rather abstract less water that we use in our products because it's our biggest ingredient ingredient we have to be very um keen not to deplete that resource and when i think back to where i come from uganda again water is very crucial especially in the rural areas i mean you it's, it's very common early morning you know young children boys and girls uh women have to walk kilometers to fetch water because many of them don't have running water in their homes they don't have piped water in their homes and so for me it's very it's a very personal thing the 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 focus we as a company have on water are uh, really just it aligns to you know what i what what i feel about water in the rural areas back home in uganda because it is very personal the the time spent back home uh by by boy uh, boys and girls you know going to fetch water in the morning before going to school it's it's actually a lot of time consumed that would be time that they're spending uh you know study uh for the mothers that would be time that time they'll be spending doing uh, chores in the house and, and stuff like that so a lot of time is spent in the course of a day going to fetch water coming back home preparing meals cleaning up the house and all of that and so whatever projects can be done to ensure that uh, rural communities have access to clean safe water for me that that touches me uh yeah yeah is that something that i know you very much mentioned watching it and seeing happen but is that something that you were personally really affected by or is it kind of you just watching the peripherals and decided that it was something that you would love to help with or being in the space to be able to help with it has kind of given you feel a bit empowered i i guess a, a bit of both um you know being a part of it has given me that extra you know incentive want to to help out with that but also personally i mean yes i lived in uh, the capital city back home but obviously have relatives who live back in the village in the rural areas and you could actually see what it means for them to actually have a borehole in just having a borehole next to their homes where they can actually walk to and fetch water not even having piped water but just having a borehole a source of clean water for them that's that's a big thing back home so it's a bit of both yeah. okay thank you for sharing that that being said as i kind of mentioned that you said sustainability found you there are various ways to get into sustainability so some people have come from a traditional education background which i believe is a bit newer um sustainability courses are kind of coming out now as companies and organizations are saying that it's important there's no more of a drive climate change is the message is getting louder not that it's not existed all this time but people are kind of looking into that are there things that you wish you'd known if you'd come from a traditional background or are there things that you would have loved to have already in place that would have empowered you in your career and what you're doing now yeah i think as you said i mean the courses are coming up um I mean, it's never too late, but one thing um, I can always encourage people to do, and I'm trying to also do as well, is to tap into the the number of courses that are, you know, that are out there nowadays. There are the, the number of um, online courses that you can actually do to sharpen skills in sustainability. Sustainability is no longer, you know, previously as CSI, it was anybody could do it. It was more, you know, philanthropy, giving to charity, charitable organizations, all of that. I think it's it's very it's very technical. When you think about things to do with water replenishment, water recovery, um, carbon reduction, and all of those, it's it's quite technical, and so it's not for anybody. You just don't just get into sustainability and 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 you know perform well in it. You actually have to invest time to understand concepts. You know, uh, the tools, um, uh, frameworks for measuring uh, outputs and outcomes of sustainability. So, I think you know, investing in the courses, online courses networking within the sector 
that's very important as well. Just understanding what other people are doing out there. Um, on the job learning as well, I think for me that's been the biggest way of, 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 of you know, upping my game, sustainability, just the online learning, you know, learning from people who have been there, who have more and more years of experience. Uh, and also attending external events, you know, workshops, seminars, you know, there's so many events happening around the world on sustainability. So just being able to tap into those, you know, putting yourself out there to learn. I think once you have the hunger to learn more about it, uh, you know, that's the more you actually learn, understand, and be able to apply yourself in the field. So one thing um, I'm trying to do right now is just to, you know, embark on some of the online courses and also just network within the sector. Okay. And what have you been using or what courses? Are there like any websites you recommend or any newsletters or anything you kind of recommend for people to upskill? Yeah. Uh, for me, I think that the two that I've been able to access so far, there's the UN uh, Global Compact Academy. Uh, they have a number of, you know, uh, courses. Some are free, some are paid for, but uh, very, very good courses. And then one that I did last year was uh, one by Oxford University. Uh, um, so it was Oxford uh, Leading Sustainable Corporations course. Um, about how long? About three, three, four months course, but very detailed, uh, very in-depth, you know, just from the from the from the basics of sustainability, what it is, uh, and you know, just for anybody who could do it. So what we did as a company, we actually launched it uh, across, um, I would say, over two hundred of our employees uh, at work did it. So it's a very good course because it gives the foundations, but builds, and also the, what the course is able to do is tailor make it towards your particular organization, so it becomes relevant for you in terms of what you're doing on a day to day. Uh, and sustainability. So those are the two I would recommend or I can, I can actually think of. Uh, Oxford uh, Leading Sustainable Corporations course and uh, the UN Global Compact Academy. Yeah. Okay. And I know sometimes when you do courses, I took um, the Cambridge Institute for Sustainability Learning Sustainable Finance course earlier this year. And I know that you can easily forget. And sometimes there's a lot of information. Is there anything that you do to make sure that you're keeping that information in the front of your mind or anything, any other advice. I've been wanting to go back and like visit all of the stuff I've learned just because I feel like I learned so much so quickly. Is there anything in particular that you do? Yeah, fortunately for us at work. So since it was done uh, from a work perspective, what we're able to do, we've actually formed um, working groups, sustainability working groups. So we're able from time to time, we share best practice or good practice. Let me say good practice. And that just helps keep the information alive. Um, and then obviously working in sustainability, obviously you get to revisit some of the things, especially for me who's working water, I'm able to revisit some of the topics underwater and environment, and that just keeps it alive for me. But I think for, for us, the biggest benefit has just been doing it as a work setting so that we have, you know, specific working groups uh, mm. within the organization here. Are there any frameworks that you're a really big fan of? So like, I'm a huge fan of circular economy. Is there anything that maybe exists in the water world or just in the general sustainability world that you're like, oh, this just makes so much sense. I really love it. In terms of frameworks, uh, right now, uh, some projects I'm working on and uh, what we're, we're trying to do is more of collective action, which is uh, working with more uh, other corporates, working with NGOs, working with uh, central and local governments um, to try and improve, uh, you know, watersheds basically where we operate from so as a company we we have operations across you know different continents and some of those contents are they mentioned earlier are water stressed some of the markets or countries in those contents are water stressed so more specifically in africa in asia and south america and so what we're trying to do in those in those markets is to 
engage in collective action, bring all the stakeholders, in particular uh, priority water basins or watersheds, to come together and try and um, work towards achieving net positive water uh, impact in those particular uh, basins. So for me, it's interesting because it's all about trying to bring people together with one common goal. It's never easy trying to pull resources in terms of uh, man hours, in terms of uh, financial investments and all of that. And just coming together to try and improve, um, you know, the quality of water in particular basins, irrespective of whether we are the ones who ac uh, uh, access that particular water for our operations, but just improving the overall health of those watersheds. So for me, that's one thing that's exciting for me right now in what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, collective action. Yeah, I really definitely like the idea of collective action. I think it makes so much sense because not one person is using resources. Not one person can be in charge of it and not one organization. I think that's also something I've seen in the sustainability space is just organizations coming to collaborate to reach the goal. And even if you think about COP and um, some of the stuff that's being done in the global space, it's because as a world, we need to come together to kind of solve all those issues, which makes so much sense. Um, and I think... It's interesting because obviously there's so much to do in sustainability and there are so many different frameworks and there's so many different areas. And so you're very water focused. So you've seen a lot of stuff that's been done in the water space, which is quite great. Um, yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And are there any laws or legislation that you think is um, coming out that's really important? Anything that you, yeah, that you're a fan of? Because I know obviously working with water, there's a lot of tragedy of the commons, right? Because nobody owns it everyone kind of has a has a way that they want to interact with water so is there anything that you've seen that just makes a lot of sense that you're excited about underwater not really not 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 really in terms of legislations but just just the the, the efforts that are being made by different bodies you know to try and get um, people to do you know proper effective reporting uh, and not just greenwashing but actually stating what your withdrawals are what volumes you actually use in your operations and providing accurate reporting because, you know, for us to make a difference in this, we need to be very transparent about uh, our water usage and, and then finding ways to actually uh, either use it responsibly, use it sustainably, or replenish. So for me, just the efforts that are being made by different bodies um, to try and get companies and, and other users to actually report uh, accurately in terms of their usage. Uh, without that, we can't know. And you know what they say is what 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 isn't uh, measured can't be managed. So, I think if if corporates, especially leading this uh, from the front, can actually provide accurate reporting, um, that would go a long way in actually managing this uh, water crisis that we're facing currently. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot in kind of the governance of sustainability and the transparency. And not only is it important from the outside looking in, because consumers are now kind of pushed and want to see the organizations that they're working with are doing good it's kind of also being accountable to the people who are using your products and then it's also about being accountable to the government and to the world and to yourself as an organization so i do think that is really really important are there any sustainability icons or anyone who works into the, in the sustainability space that you think is also doing a fantastic job? It could be organizations, it could be individuals. Yeah, there, 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 there are lots of uh, good people doing you know good stuff in sustainability, especially nowadays, uh, and especially the younger generation. Many people are becoming very vocal about uh, sustainability and, and, and climate change. 
Uh, but, you know, keeping with your theme, uh, and this particular theme, actually, I, for me, one person that would stick out for me is uh, the late uh, Wangari Mathai. She was a, a Kenyan um, um, social, environmental, political activist. Uh, she founded an organization called the Greenbelt uh, Movement that was focusing more on environmental uh, conservation, protection of forests, um, and, and human rights. And in 2004, I think she became the first African to win a, a Nobel Peace Prize. So for me, yeah, she stands out, you know, uh, head and shoulders above the rest in terms of uh, her activism for sustainability and environmental protection. I love that. I will definitely go and check her out because I think there are so many people doing work in this space, but one, not everybody makes it to the limelight. You just don't know, right? There's so much that you don't know. Um, so I love hearing about new people and reading about what they do, which is, again, one of the reasons that I wanted to put this together is just that you don't know what's going on out there and not a lot of people are good at tooting their own horn and sometimes it's not about their own horn. It's just about the, they're just focused on the work they're doing and so it's for other people to highlight it or say something so I will definitely look her out. As we come towards a close, is there anything that you want people to know that you just think is really important about climate change, about sustainability, about the work that you do and that you're just, sorry, which more organizations did this? Yeah, I just think... Uh... One, I mean, climate change is a real problem. It's a real phenomenon, and people should actually understand that. We, we are, we're actually seeing it right now in, in different in different countries, going through different uh, catastrophes, um, variable weather patterns, supposed to be, you know, raining at a particular time. It's, it's, there's no rain coming for, for months. Uh, extreme floods and all of that. So climate change is, is real. It's happening. It's affecting each and every one of us. Um, in terms of what we'd like people to know uh, from what I'm doing is, you know, one person, one organization, one country cannot do this together. You cannot make a difference alone. Uh, for us to make a change, for us to have impact, we need to all come together and play our parts. No matter how small it is, you know, every small effort that is put towards uh, um, improving uh, the environment or improving, um, you know, our surroundings, it actually helps. And so... For me, as I said earlier, I mean, my buzzword right now for this year and going forward is collective action. You know, just trying to get people to come together and work towards, you know, changing our environment uh, for the better. Um, I know there's, the, there's this whole cliche thing of what sustainability is in terms of definition, in terms of, you know, using natural resources without depleting them in order to maintain ecological balance. That's exactly what it is. We need to come together, understand what we have, what natural resources we have, how we can use them without depleting them and ensure that uh, future generations also have something to live off. I love that. I think there are so many different definitions or way people define sustainability. One of my favorites is um, using or looking after today without taking away the needs of people tomorrow. I'm essentially if you kind of wrap it up. So yeah, definitely agree with that. And then I guess for people who are kind of wanting to take action and do something, what would you advise them to do? or things that you might suggest so that they can kind of leave knowing like, okay, I can do this moving forward or this could make a difference. Because sometimes people want to do something, but they just don't know how to. I mean, just just looking at everyday life situations, you know, proper disposal of, of waste. Those are simple things, you know, starting the house. I mean, I know many people do it in terms of uh, uh, waste segregation at source, but if people could do those things even more seriously, because if you look at the amount of plastic that goes into landfills, 
the amount of plastic that is found in oceans and all of that. That is just because of irresponsible, you know, uh, disposal of waste. And so if people can begin to just, especially in, in Africa, suddenly to say, I know in the Western world, uh, a lot of effort has been put towards a lot of education, a lot of sensitization. In African countries, it's happening now, it's beginning to happen, but I think we still have a long way to go in terms of how we dispose of our waste. Uh, and for me, if, if people could learn to just dispose of waste in a responsible manner, that's one particular avenue, a very sure win for us in terms of um, saving our planet. Yeah. And it's definitely a small thing you can do as well, because I know a lot of people end up wish cycling which is kind of when you put things in the wrong bin and you don't know where it's going and so it kind of contaminates that. So it's also just doing the little things you can do to educate yourself to make sure that you're doing it right. Find out what your council actually recycles and what they're doing if you can make the extra effort to go to like bigger recycling facilities. So yeah, I think there's so much importance in waste and even trying to figure out if what you're throwing away is actually waste because sometimes what you don't want can be something that someone else needs. So I think that's really, really important. So thank you so much, David, for joining me today and thank you for sharing those nuggets of wisdom. I've really appreciated it. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we head off and end today's program? No, I just want to say, I mean, I think what you're doing is fantastic. Uh, it's a great initiative. Um, yeah, I just want to wait to hear the different voices or, you know, different actors in, in this field and just, you know, learn from them and, and go this this network. So, you know, Big up to you. Uh, congratulations. And uh, yeah, wishing you all the best as you take this forward. All right. Thank you so much, David.